0: Welcome to The Lost Signals Discusses Literature,
1: where we apply the revolutionary Mott skill
2: to classic and contemporary works of prose.
1: So, join us once again, won't you? Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and welcome back to The Lost Signals uh, Discusses and Reviews Literature. I am your creepy host, uh, standing in the, the living room corner, Scott Thurlow, here with my affluent yet sort of aloof friends, Jonathan Ian Manzer.
0: I, uh, although Christmas was, oh, like weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Well, this so. is coming out after Christmas, but it's like two days after Christmas in the present time. Fair enough. <laughs> and Chris Morgan.
2: And i Happy New Year
1: to you. Yes. And, uh, so we are doing a Christmas-y themed short story. It is called The Christmas Tree and the Wedding by famed author Fyodor Dostoevsky. He of the Russian, uh, nationality from 1848. And so just a quick back, uh, story. We tried, I, I tried to look for I think I searched for Weird Christmas stories and this is like number one on the list that came up with the first one of the first results. It and it certainly is a yeah, weird Christmas story. And it because obviously I recognize the name, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll see let's see what this one's like. So it was sort of randomly chosen and again for the holiday ish thematic uh, connection, we're going to do it and review it. And I have got the log line for it. It is all I want for Christmas is a wealthy child bride. And uh with that so because, we all, yes, because we all. of that, why don't you tell us about the plot of the story? Man is
0: at a party. It's observing the party. And he observes a distinguished citizen who is, uh, promised innocent, or has this child bride promised to him, and the child bride has quite a bit of a dowry, which is what makes her appealing. And the child bride has his young redheaded f- friend who is, uh, the son of a governess, and, uh, a little scamp. Yeah, a little bit of scamp, and, uh, well, uh, the, uh, Distinguished citizen doesn't like the young scamp, uh, such a low level. Macking out control. his girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he ends up huffing and puffing. The narrator finds this hilarious. And then some time later, the narrator walking down the street, sees the wedding between the.
1: At five years uh, later, I believe. So she's 11 yeah, in the party, and then and five years 16 later.
0: 16 when she gets married. He sees her at the uh, wedding, And, uh, yeah, he sees the, uh, distinguished citizen who's kind of a jerk, Wad, uh, marrying his young bride and getting all that money, and it's kind of a. Weird Christmas tale. It's sort of like
1: not quite a... Not sh- as
0: weird comma Christmas tale. Yeah. It's just a weird tale to tell around Christmas because it's a pretty down- Who would have thought that Dutch <laughs> yeah. had a downer tale? Well,
1: that's what I was going to say. Um, Obviously, it's, it's very Russian-influenced. It's like basically a dark joke, pretty much, yeah. the whole thing. So like, given that, what do you uh, think of it score-wise?
0: I liked the narrative structure because it's subversive on what you assume is going to happen. You, you're led... It's almost a garden path tale, which mm. you're led to believe that there will be a happy ending between this poor young man and the woman who they obviously have a connection there. And it turns out, no, no, no.
1: Nope, the, life uh, is cooler than that.
0: Gaston ends up with Belle in the end. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, there's a nice twist. Uh, it's fairly short work, but yeah. uh, I mean, I, I'm going to, I have no reason. Did not give it a three in a, mm. in a sense. Uh, because it's, there's an arc, there's a twist, the characters are fleshed out for well the enough for of it. Man. So, yeah, I have no reason not to, unless one of you guys convinced mm. me otherwise. What
2: do you think, Chris? Uh, I have no reason not to give it a three. I was actually going to give it a two because mm. it's mentioned, it's like titles the Christmas tree and it's just a uh, texture to it, but it is a an eight. It, like I said, there's no reason for me not to give it a three. All right. Narratively um, speaking.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's nice and concise short. it's a very short stories, like six pages or less. But yeah, it's, it has that Russian flavor to it. I guess I want to say that it's sort of like a dark, a darker twist at least. And I think it's all very nicely contained within itself.
0: I'm interested when you say Russian flavor to it, but does it have a Dostoevsky flavor
1: to it? And you're yeah. just now all the Russian writing into it? I uh, may be broad brushing a bit, but uh, we have referenced before, like, yeah. just the nature, like, some of these stories, especially around this era, like, have that sort of feel to them. Yeah. And I think this one is no exception. And many of them do happen to come from the region of Russia, yes. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I agree, like, it's, for what it is, I think it goes by very nicely. It has, it's basically not quite a shaggy dog story, but kind of, but with, you know,
0: no, it's a guarded path, though. You're yeah, led yeah. down a path, exactly. And
1: all of a sudden you're, and yeah, the final little twist is huh. like again, sort of a, a more bitter than sweet, if you will. And mm-hmm. hey, that's life. Huh. So especially I am actually, uh... <laughs> especially in <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I was going to hesitate to say that, but I'm glad you followed it up. So yeah, so I think we're all giving a plot threes, and we're going to move on to themes, and that'll be you, Chris uh rich people always get what they want even if it's rich people always get
2: no yeah. all right so I re- I re- read this story twice because the I didn't catch the little nuances that with the dowry and this guy was sizing up his investment I was just like god damn this guy's a pedophile um but you know I reread it because yeah, he's just calculating well yeah he is very calculated the when, good news he's not a pedophile <laughs> in the sense that
0: he doesn't desire her for her youth you he desire for other money and that's and so and Soviet, and
2: that's what's important and Soviet Russia <laughs> don't even have a ball to it. Mm-hmm. Um the themes of this the themes of this are um, it, basically it's about uh, child, you know it's about arranged marriages. So to speak in that you can buy into an arranged marriage. I found it the whole thing detestable, but that doesn't remove the fact that Thematically, what, I mean, what is it about? Some guy's going in there and protect, trying to protect, literally protecting his investment from her little brother.
1: No, not her brother. Wasn't her brother? No. It was the son of like the the governess, the maid that she played with. It was like her best friend, but they weren't related.
2: That's right. That's right. He's protecting his investment from the little girl's peer. I'm really stuck on the themes because I don't really see a greater theme beyond arranged marriages and some old portly gentleman protecting his investment and so i'm pretty uh, just emotionally i'm it just in terms of my values i'm ready to give this a zero but i'm trying to i'm trying to separate myself from the narrative uh beyond my personal biases of the situation so this is a christmas
0: carol though where scrooge doesn't have a change of heart <laughs> yes exactly um, <laughs> that's well said I mean, maybe if some ghosts had shown up, he would have let like the natural love between two young people bloom. But no, he, he gets his money. So I think it's again a—it's uh it's taking what should be a happy tale of youth and mm-hmm. love class around Christmas, matter. Yeah. <laughs> and the the young boy because of true love that he he's moved up from being this uh the poor son of a government right. one. He doesn't get. Uh, the like a uh, uh, place in the guy's household because the guy's jealous and two the 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 jerkwad wins and uh it doesn't matter what your viewpoint of what fairy tales should be like this is real the cold hard reality of uh <laughs> class basic, and
1: that's basically what i'm gonna say like yes i mean that's all contained there in like that's life sometimes mm-hmm. rich assholes often get their way and we see it here <laughs> it blows but as you said that's what happens in life. It happened in 1848, and still happening to the, today.
0: Uh, it's like um, uh, speaking of Christmas tales. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Mm. What's the guy's name? Uh, not uh, the uh, banker and the uh, Potter, Mister Potter. Mister Potter, Potter, yeah. Potter wins. Mister Potter gets married. Except yeah. that there is, yeah, he gets the money <laughs> at the end. Uh, but like, it, it, there's a facade of happiness over its a wonderful life. Mm. This doesn't have that facade yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Mister Potter wins. <laughs>
2: yeah, it I mean- actually ends on some kind of cruel joke you know, in a way. Yeah, that's he's what, a, that's what, what a bad life, i I hope he dies and she sells his bed curtains to old Joe. Okay. So.
0: Probably not. She's probably going to die in childbirth. Um, Jesus. Uh, or he'll uh, find another say, girl who's worth more and yeah, divorce her. Yeah, I'm just saying, not all Christmas tales are uh, happy. Yeah, and Like uh, I said,
1: I searched for weird Christmas tales and yeah. this one came up and yeah, I think that is the theme. Like, yeah, sometimes life is cool and uh, bad people get away with bad things or at least with... with Ill intentions and true love does not always uh, win. You know, youthful exuberance does not win out over the cold, cruel, calculating realities of life. I mean, to are a strong one. Yes, I also know. am as well. Shh, yeah. So what? That means you are as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you weren't sure at first. Well, it? you
2: guys convinced me. All
1: right. I mean, uh, to me, that was it just may be an very cynical, but it's, yeah. But that's what. Yeah, that's, that's it's what I'm definitely saying.
2: getting one. I mean, even Dusset, Dufsky, Dostoevsky. Yeah, right. Even he admits that it's some kind of cruel joke. So, yep. all you can do is sit back and laugh.
1: Yep, Schadenfreude is all the joy that's left in the world. Anyway, uh, with that, I'll go on to antagonist, <laughs> rich assholes. Like again, like so. This is sort of a voyeuristic story. It's just, the narrator, I think, is unnamed. Even it's just like mm-hmm. I was at a Christmas party five years ago, and I saw this weird little exchange with the, this dude and uh, and the guest and the little girl and her friend. And then five years later, I recognize them getting married. Looks like he was right. He, uh, he, he bet on the right horse, if you will, right? (laughs) He made the right moves to move up in life. So, like, I don't know, again, the cruelty of life, like, the you know, the happenstance, the the changing fortunes, and just, you said, certainly classism is part of it, uh, for sure. So, like, while there might not be, what was his name, the the actual guy who marries him, Julian Mastavich, he might not be, like, antagonistic towards the narrator, who's basically aloof and, like, sort of amused by it all.
0: I think, though, it's a cynical difference because he obviously doesn't agree. Sure, he, th- he still thinks yeah. this guy's a God. buffoon. It, it's noteworthy because it's a guy he doesn't think he deserves to win yes. winning. So, it is True. an antagonism not in the sense of him being pressure, but like in him having to, uh, uh, actually, Weldschmutz is probably the more German one we're looking at the, the the pain of uh, the
1: world as how it is versus how it should be. Mm. And, no, I like uh, that. And if... If we're going to view that as antagonist, I think is totally valid, I think I might be inclined to give it a one, but uh, what's your take?
2: Are we counting Julian Mastakovich as uh, the uh, antagonist? I mean, you can. Like I said, like it's kind of odd. I because, mean, he's a piece of shit. So. Yeah, for
1: sure, but not like to the to the narrator directly, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. But
0: again, it's no...
1: Like, but he represents like the idea, like the what... what uh,
2: he's emblematic of yes, what exactly. I think the
1: narrator views as the That's problem. the word I want, yes. Very well said.
2: As a democratic socialist, I have to give him a one then. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, I'm giving a one on the front even before that. But yeah, I still think it's effective, like you said. It's more of, he embodies that idea in a sense, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, physically in the story. And I think it was well done. Mm-hmm. And But as cynical and again, unfortunate as it may be, those that's life. Them's the breaks, I guess I'll say. Yeah. So let's move on to a protagonist, speaking of that, with Yui. E.
0: The narrator. And I think that uh, even though you don't have, uh, Dostoevsky is a very talented writer, I think, perhaps my favorite writer of all time, if not my top, like three or something sure. like that. Uh, and he imparts a lot of knowledge through the way the narrator looks at the world and what he mm. decides to talk about. And he, he very much to Dostoevsky, uh, uh, he focuses on those who Life treats poorly those who. The downtrodden is over. The first person he describes at the party is a well off individual who, um, is in the corner alone, who's brought in just by a connection. So he's always interested in, uh, those in the underground, if you will. Yes, Uh, exactly. Like the
1: people who sit through the cracks of society.
0: Is that
2: the whisker guy? Yes. Yes.
0: But like, but just his observations tell you everything you need to know about him, even if you don't have a backstory for him. him. Yeah, I think think that that allows... We have an antagonist because we know who the narrator is, even though we don't know who he is. Uh, like, uh, details about him, and I think that makes it an effective protagonist.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, it's not unreliable, but, uh, details are sp- sparse, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. they sort of, like, sketched in there, but you do get at least some sense of the narrator via what he chooses to describe and, uh, you know, and how he chooses to describe it, so. I think it's pretty, pretty fair, pretty solid. How do you laugh in the guy's face? I mean. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a jerk uh, himself, but, like, sort of justifiedly so. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chris?
2: No, narratively, I have to give him a one.
1: Okay. Right. And let's move on to secondary, and that'll be you as well, Chris.
2: The secondary are pretty much all the little children there. Um, I guess that like the parents, like the, the wealthy child, parents. the child bride with this guy, this detestable, uh, guy, uh, this 11 year old and, uh, her friend, actually, she's trying to protect him. Uh, yeah, that's um, true. Mastakovich wants to uh, have him dismissed for. Yeah, it's some- like he feels
1: threatened by the presence of this al- another 11 Yeah, kid. which is
2: super duper creepy. <laughs> ginger, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm
1: oh, yeah. by. Yes, fingers. yes. <laughs> yeah, and
2: somebody's married to a ginger. You know, I'm, I get offense to that. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, I digress. Um, I, I I think because their interaction, um, this eleven-year-old and her friend. The fact that she's very protective of him, and is gauging some creepiness from this old asshole, I, I think it more than adds a texture to it. It um, it actually shows the other side of it—the unwillingness of the. I mean, because even at the event, even at the end, I I I, I was trying not to say victim, but the little girl. But yeah, she's a victim. Even on her wedding day, she's crying. He mentions that her yeah, eyes are it's tragic circumstance. Yeah, it yeah. is tragic. Without her reaction, there would be really no weight to the story. And just her alone, I have to give her one. That's what I wasn't really sure about. Like, yes,
1: that little moment, like that little vignette scene is well done, but there's not much beyond her. Like, I, I, she's almost like a literal object in more ways than one to the characters and almost to the story. So, like, but
0: I think that the narrator, again, by his observations, develops a – even, Enough even like, all right, I had to bring up, sorry, I, I, I uh, tried, promised I'd bring up other things. <laughs> uh, I've read a bunch of Gogol, and mm. his is almost the fact that he's, so, he talks about classism in Russia, but in a way that you almost had to be there, I feel. You know, this, he takes all the supporting characters in here, whether it's, it's kind a of random time, it? kid and how he's reacting to uh, having... Um, the uh, redheaded as a play, uh, and then decided not to have the red child there anymore. I think that he really builds the classism very, very well, uh, and you get a good sense of the the party and everything, and, yeah. which is the main point of the, yeah, to the uh, theme. So I, I don't know. Well, well I'm go on. Sorry. No, yeah, but I think that overall, like it, it's built. It's a microcosm of society that he's building with fleeting. Yeah. Characters, but really giving a it's like impression mosaic, of, kind
1: of, that of yeah. society. Yeah. Yes. good
2: Chris. Without her, there'd be like no gravitas. Without her, it would be some smarmy be no guy. Yeah, there'd be an observation of some smarmy guy, and at least the fact that he gives credence to her character—that she's protective of her friend—that she does that she is in a in a lot of circ- in a lot of uh, ways a victim of circumstance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, without her. Uh, to me, this would be a completely emotionless piece
0: that's true
1: sure i mean i w- don't disagree with that. I just don't know like uh, going into it if there was enough on the secondary characters to give it a one, but I think you made a pretty good point they sort of like collectively create a um like a weave if you will mm-hmm. that does portray like society as a whole and the stratification of it mm-hmm. via just like these sort of like again you can you can I've envisioned uh, the, the party very well, like very vividly, if you will, mm-hmm. when I was reading it so I think that goes a long way. To perhaps lending credence to giving it a one here, even though I wasn't sure going in. Fair enough. And are you, are you as well, Chris?
2: Yeah, I'm giving him one.
1: Alrighty. Giving her one. <laughs> Alright. Well, that'll bring me to dialogue, and I don't see. Like, so, it's weird because, yes, Zosuke is a very famous writer, but I wasn't obviously familiar with this story, and there's not actually much dialogue. There's a couple of things there, but there's some lines where, like, the narrator like, insults him outright. And I think that's funny. Like, again, it's darkly funny. Mm-hmm. It's not like, haha, ha, but there isn't much spoken. But I think what's there, like, a lot of it will bleed into style probably in, in a second. But I think, like, the actual dialogue, and maybe we can say his descriptions we, we sometimes come across as where it's, like, internal-ish. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, um, like, for example, he insults the guy at the very end by, like, offhanding being like, oh, is he married? Like, and that's sort mm-hmm. of a social far at the end. And, like, the very last line is they're already going... Mm, well, then his calculations were correct. Like, and then walks away. So I think like it fits, even though there's not much of it. I think it does work. So that's how I'm looking at it. I really
0: like the uh, the jerkwad walking
1: up to the girl, count, doing his calculation
0: <laughs> out loud
1: about how much she'll be worth. Right. <laughs> he's like news. he's like counting on his fingers, like in five years, and then twenty twenty thousand rubles or whatever. Yeah,
0: I forgot about that. Uh, it,
2: it, I don't know though, uh, Chris. What do you have to say? Without the dialogue, without the girl's dialogue, pleading for her friend to stay, without the dialogue, whatever little dialogue there is, you would not get the empathy, and you would not get how detestable this asshole is. Mm. So, I mean, uh, like, it, it goes... He's to, described literally so, as it, a buffoon. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it goes to the reason I'm giving... I gave supporting character one. Mm, gotcha. It goes into... It, 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 it fleshes out her character beyond just an observation. I mean, he's... You know, even though this might be the game of telephone where this is secondhand information, without that reaction, he could have he could have described her without the dialogue, you know, saying that she she issued a, a protest against having her friend expelled from the room. But the, the I like the fact that she's like. You know, it's a lot of "go away." You know, he's like saying, "Go away, go to the other room, play with your playmates." And sure, she's it's very like, straightforward. I don't want him to. I, I mean, the thing is, a lot of the way I, I I view dialogue is not just the fact that if it's like, you know, just shit dialogue on the page that just doesn't <laughs> sound mat, you know, doesn't sound natural, modeling, But does the dialogue really serve a purpose? And in in a, in a first person narrative, and I know this this really comes. Uh this is a, a this is a theme of ours, like you know dialogue in a first person narrative uh, you know how effective it is, and in this case, I'm going to say this is an example of where less is more mm. that what That's little dialogue there is in a first person narrative does add gravitas to the supporting characters does give her weight that is very very well said, yeah, thank you, and you could
0: me
1: into a one, yeah, good job me as well, like stronger than I was going into it, but very solid. Alright, so speaking of uh E, I want to talk about the style. Does does is is can, <laughs> I can say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: I think he again, one of the most talented writers of all time. He does so much with so little. That's in what this. it is, yeah. Same
1: thing. Like I, like like similar to what mm. Christian said,
0: yeah. for sure. And uh he I mean the thing is, it might have sounded like that was not necessarily bullshit, but it might have sounded like, like, oh, you're over reading into the intention of an author with how he paces out his dialogue. But with Dostoevsky, it's like, no. It is very he measured, actually. On here. puts a lot of thought into every single aspect of his writing. And I, 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 I have to give it a one because it's a strong piece by him, not mm. as strong as Crime and Punishment writing. Like sure, that. certainly not his most but, famous uh, work, but still. But done very w- well and uh,
2: hits all the points without overstaying its welcome at all. Hmm. Dickens was paid by the by the words so you knew every minute detail mm-hmm. and this is the flip side of being able to catch the essence, the flavors, yeah. the visuals with fewer words mm-hmm. and both give you a really great sense of what's going on. I have to give this one because just because of that. I got everything he was saying. I haven't read much Dostoevsky why the fuck? I can... Any other time I can pronounce his... Good old Theodore, we'll call the, him. Theodore. Uh, but I did get a sen- a good sense of the sights, the sounds, the flavors, the, the textures of the room, you know, in very few words. So, yeah, definitely give that one.
1: Yeah, like simple, concise, almost, again, not quite Hemingway-esque, but... Definitely not, definitely not Dickensian, as you mentioned, either, right? It's to the point, but you get everything you need to know. It's very measured, as you said. He knows when to sort of be restrained, which is most of the time, and then sort of amp it up just a little bit, but again, not going too crazy, and just goes a long way. And yeah, like, you started out with it. If you're familiar with him, he's one of the most famous and well-known writers of, uh, of that sort of era. And this story, while maybe unknown <clears throat> in general, certainly to us before this, it's still of course is him and therefore it works very very well and i don't see how you can give him a zero to style Mm -hmm. in any sense and i am not doing that you're all giving him ones. Mm -hmm. all right and chris bring us home do you recommend the christmas tree and the wedding
2: this is hard because (laughs) on the one hand i want to say no but on the other hand it is a short read and because it the author does not take an approving he's not he's not in any way, shape, or form, glorifying mm. what's going on. He's merely telling you the story He's what telling happened. you the story, and yeah, there is a certain amount of amusement he has of the situation at the end, but he is... Uh, I'm talking myself into a, I have no idea. I'm going to pass this along to you guys.
0: I was initially going to say is no, but I think that Dostoevsky has a barrier to entry. Mm. Fair point. If you're trying to jump into... Like, I've read a number of his works, and the first thing I read was Crime and Punishment High School, of all things. Yes. <laughs> and it was uh, a very, very difficult read, and I might not have finished it if it wasn't an assignment that I was given. Mm. However, I've chosen to continue uh, reading him. Other works of his there. after that, yeah. And I think that this is a actual, if you're interested in what i like to read Dostoevsky,
2: here's it's a, a good, small sample, a
0: self-contained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Here's what you have to look forward to in his larger works, and I think that that has a benefit for that.
1: But so, and that is
0: why we've giving it a one here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I largely like build on to that. So yes, it would be a good primer. What what's happening? No, no, oh, go, on, go, thought, on, go on, go on, go on. It, I think it is a good primer I feel like, oh, you know, of course I've heard of War and Peace and Crime and Punishments, but no, War and Peace was also. Awesome. You're right. Well, Crime and Punishments, at least uh, Brothers Karimov. Yes, the Brothers Karimov. Uh, I'm sorry, I do confuse the Russian literature Notes and authors from the underground. Sometimes, uh, how right. Is it? Okay. But I'm saying, like bigger, like more, like weightier works, you might not be well, might be intimidating. But this one is like probably 10, 15 minutes. You can get through it. It's very it goes by pretty quickly. And yes, it does serve as a sort of a sampler, if you will, of his style. And I would recommend it. Like again, it's this odd, sort of darkly quirky story of the era. But I still think it uh, it's thematically relevant, resonant to today. And yeah, I would I would recommend it as well. Like you might as well, and if you like that, <laughs> then there's much larger and more in works that are in a similar vein and sort of expand upon all this stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. Uh, I have not. I mean, I, admittedly, I think I read one more st- another short story by Dusk. Dusk. God damn it. Good old Just call Fedor. Any, God, any mm-hmm. other time that I'm not an air, I can pronounce his fucking name. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually can, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's a worthwhile, I do think it's a worthwhile read. I do give, uh, I do, for somebody who's not read a lot of his work, really any of his work, um, I, I, in it, the second time I read through it was, um, cause I did read through it twice. It, he does have a nice flow to it. He does have a, a good, uh, grasp of, uh, to, to put visually everything there. And, 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 I, I think it's a really good read. I, uh, I do. And he's, uh very weighty of his philosophy, or uh, hmm. like
0: musings about life and exactly. you know, slice of life of stuff, reality. Yeah. So
2: yeah, I mean given the fact that this is like a very short thing piece, i um, I think it I think it, you know, is deserving of a recommendation.
1: I mean of course I it's like I said, one of you said it's the it's sort of the opposite slash anti Christmas carol, and I always kinda like like mm-hmm. darker like uh things like that, especially on like the anti Rundle for Life. And that appeals to me. So yeah. I'm I'm pr- I pretty strongly recommend it, but even so, even beyond all those for everything we just said. So, any other final thoughts on it before I give other scores? Nope. All right. So, easily enough, we have, in fact, all given it a 10. So, it is a 10. I don't know if it's a 10 story. I could maybe be convinced or, like, go backwards and retroactively give it a 2 to plot, but I think I'm going to stick with my 3. I don't think it's a perfect story, but we have given it, it hits so the thing points is, on our scale.
0: I think I'm biased enough that I would give anything he wrote a 10. Mm-hmm. That's a fair um,
1: point. I, you can admit that, and that's uh, fine.
2: One of the, I mean, I'm going to repeat something I've said in the last few podcasts is the fact that we're addressing it narratively. And I, I mean, that is my recommendation. I agree sure. with you, Scott. I don't mm-hmm. think it is a 10 story it, in the annals of all the stories I've read. Probably wouldn't be up in the top 10, but I do think, uh, it is still a strong piece regardless. It's a strong piece. And for the sake of our discussion and the way we judge things and from, our analytic point of view. Yeah, I, I do I think it's worthy of a ten just on that basis alone. Yep.
1: Yeah. And uh, we, and that is in fact what what we have given it. So yeah, there you go. If you want to be a little bit more depressed <laughs> around the holidays, even though this will come out like later on, but as I said, as of recording, it's just after Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Go find your old child brides to creep on and <laughs> get out of my party. I have been Scott Darlow, here with Jonathan Mander in Capitalist America banks rob you
2: (laughs) of course and chris morgan (laughs) god damn it Uh (laughs) i was going to do a variation on that um yeah uh happy new year and all that shit yep best of luck to you all
1: and we'll see you next time
2: editing
0: and engineering by scott thurlow music by christopher morgan check us out on youtube and itunes for the shows and on facebook and twitter for updates